Welcome to the Smart and Hot Podcast, a safe space for soulful, real ass bitches. Hi, you guys. Welcome to or back to the Smart and Hot Podcast. My name is Julia. I'm your host. If we have not met yet, welcome. Welcome to the show. I am so grateful to have you here. I hope that you are having a beautiful day no matter who or where you are when you are listening to this episode as always giving you guys a little vibe check just so you can see where i'm at it is currently a thursday afternoon i am finishing up my work day and getting ready to go take a dance class tonight which i'm really excited about i haven't danced in like three weeks but it is absolutely beautiful weather in the city the sun is shining it's warm and i feel like summer is here which i keep saying in all of my recent episodes but like truly the energy shift is just unbelievable and i've been feeling really good so i'm really grateful for that i don't want to talk too much about myself though because this episode you guys are absolutely going to love today i am hosting my good friend and founder of kosha fit miss jordan artman jordan is a passionate advocate for all things wellness and mental health making a positive impact on people's lives through her various platforms jordan is also the founder of kosha fit an activewear brand dedicated to inspiring a life of balance self-discovery and connection jordan's journey began with a personal commitment to prioritize self-care and connecting to her highest most authentic self when she recognized the transformative impact of her own wellness practices she embarked on a mission to share advice and inspire others ultimately cultivating a community of like-minded individuals seeking to lead happier and healthier lives I also need y'all to know that Jordan is literally 23 years old. Yes, you heard that correctly. 23 fucking years old and she is running a super successful online business. She is so well-spoken, so amazing, so beautiful, and literally just an angel and the epitome of what it means to be smart and hot. Before we jump into the conversation, please make sure you are following along on Instagram at I am smart and hot and you are also subscribed to my YouTube channel. I post the podcast on YouTube every single Wednesday and also new vlogs every single Saturday. So that's my little shameless plug before we jump into the episode. But enough about me. Without further ado, please welcome Miss Jordan Artman to the Smart and Hot podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Smart and Hot Podcast, Jordan. Thank you, Julia. I'm so excited to be here and just so grateful that our lives continue to cross paths. I know, me too. Let's tell the audience like how we met because it's actually crazy. We met freshman year of college. We were in the same sorority and like we always were connected like in the same friend groups. We like didn't really hang out that much throughout college because we just like had different groups. But we've always just like kind of stayed connected and been on similar paths. And I'm so excited to have you on the show because your story is just so cool and so motivating, I feel like, for our listeners, especially because you're so young and we're going to jump into all of this. But first, I start off every episode like with a little energy update. So tell the audience what space you're in, like what's your vibe today? Yeah, so I'm feeling super aligned. I did a little meditation this morning. I have my little morning coffee and I'm just super excited to chat with you. Love it. I also did the same. I woke up and meditated. I woke up at like 6.30 today because we're obviously recording early in the morning. It's like 9.15 in the morning for everyone listening. (laughs) Jordan and I are both like morning people. So we decided we were going to record early and like I have to wake up. I have to meditate. I went for a walk. I got a smoothie and I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm in the headspace to record, but I have to do that like every single morning before I can like jump into anything because it literally keeps me sane. Yeah, me too. And I feel like there's a really special energy on the weekends like early in the morning before everyone's awake and just like having that alone time before everyone wakes up 
Yeah, I agree. I was like walking around in Williamsburg this morning and it's just when it's so quiet and nobody's on the street or like just a few people and they're like walking their dogs or like getting coffee. I'm like, I feel like these people like get me. Like, yes. I don't know. I yes. just like we're all we're on the, all same, on the vibe. same vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordan, what makes you smart and hot? You know, I actually love this question because I feel like a lot of times when we think of those words, we really think of external appearance and external factors like what we've accomplished but I really think it all starts from within and I think when you walk into a room people can really pick up on your energy and they can really sense how you feel within so I think to answer your question for me it's really all about these self-care practices that I do each and every day showing up for myself consistently and really developing that relationship with myself that allows me to show up in this aligned and higher self way. I completely agree with what you just said. I feel like the more that you pour into your own energy, the more it radiates outward and people can really sense that it's like you kind of develop this charisma and like this radiant energy the more energy you put into yourself and it actually benefits literally everyone around you because when you're showing up as your best self like you're able to show up for the people in your life better you're able to take care of the people around you or give more energy into your business or whatever it is that you're doing so I completely agree and I really love that response. So I want to talk about you and Kosha Fit, which is your business. You started your business so young. How old were you exactly? Like it was right after we graduated college, right? Yeah, it was. I think I was 20. 20. Wow. Yes, I was 20. It's so crazy. Like when I look back on it, like how, like I have no concept of time at this point. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just like now I'm 23. And so I've owned it for almost three years now. But like when I look back on my 20 year old self, I feel like a totally different person, you know? Yeah. And it's wild that you have such a successful business at being as young as you are and like starting it that young. Have you always been entrepreneurial? Like, have you always known that you wanted to start a business? Like, tell me a little bit about your journey starting it. So just to give you a little backstory, Mm -hmm. I graduated during COVID. So right out of college, I just kind of like threw myself into a corporate job because that's what everyone else was doing. And I did like it and I thought it gave me really good experience, but there was always just this like part of me that felt like I was being called for something else. And I kind of felt lost and the job just wasn't as fulfilling as I wanted it to be at the time. And then I ended up enrolling in this course called The Quarter Life Calling Mm -hmm. with Kobe Kozlowski. And it was the first time that I was ever exposed to really like what inner work was and like how to even do that type of stuff. And so one of the topics that we learned about during that course was the five koshas, which is what my brand's all about. And it comes from one of the earliest yogic texts. And so essentially it's the five layers of you. So there's your physical body, your energy, kind of like your life force, your mind, your wisdom, your higher self, and then the deepest layer of you, which is this state of inner peace and just pure bliss. And I really resonated with that because it was like the first tangible thing that I understood where I could actually show up for myself. And it was something where I could make decisions based on each layer of me. Mm -hmm. And so that concept resonated with me so intensely. And that's when I decided to start the business. So I didn't know that I wanted to start a business, but I knew that I wanted to do something to make an impact on others. And at the time, I wasn't feeling like I was doing that. So that's what really sparked the entrepreneurial side of me. Wow, I have chills. (laughs) And I feel like, was this during COVID when you were kind of having all these So the program was remote. And so obviously I had a lot of time alone. Mm -hmm. And I think without COVID, I obviously wouldn't have had the time to do this or I never really would have. I I don't think I would have taken this direction with my life. But I think enrolling in that course was really the first thing where I was like, whoa, there's so much more out there than what Mm -hmm. I knew my entire life. And there's so much more to you and like your own being. And it's really interesting that you kind of had this awakening during COVID too, because I had the whole idea for Smart and Hot during COVID. Like 2020, I just remember I was sitting in my apartment. It was the same thing. Like, But I just remember I was sitting in my apartment alone in Tallahassee and I just had this idea. I was like smart and hot. And it came to me and whenever I get like big intuitive hits, it's usually like I get like chills in my whole body and it's like I just have to like write it all down. 
And I remember at the time I had like a big notebook, like a big sketchbook, and I would just fill it with like all the random like creative stuff, like ideas or like drawings or whatever it was. And Smart and Hot just stuck with me for so long. And like I always had the idea, but I was like, I just don't know exactly what it could be. And like I always wanted to do a podcast. I always wanted to like put content out there and I always wanted to make an impact too. And then it took me time to like actually be able to bring it into fruition. But it was the same thing. It's like I always had that part of myself that I felt like I needed to tap into and I needed an outlet to do it. So I really love that you said that you felt like there was always something that was in you that you wanted to make an impact. In terms of like starting your business, you were 20 years old. Did you start it while you were still working your corporate job or did you like quit and start the yeah. business? Yeah. So I was in the corporate world for like 10 months. I mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so I was doing the business on the side and then I was at first I was really focused on the corporate job because like it was my first year. So I was still learning mm-hmm. so much and the company was growing really fast too. So it was hard to balance both, but like my intuition just kept calling me to this. Like it was so loud all day. It's all I could mm-hmm. think about. And that's how I knew that it was really meant for me. And like, I think all of us have some kind of calling within us, but you have to really listen to it. And I think like you said, during COVID, like everyone had a lot of that alone time and time to really get quiet. And I think that's when you can really allow your creativity to flow through. Yeah, absolutely. And now post-COVID, like things are picking back up again and even a lot of jobs are going back into the office and like it is different circumstances now. Like people are having less quiet time. How would you recommend anyone who's listening like be able to access that stillness to be able to hear their inner voice and feel that inner call? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think I think early in the morning, like just carving out at least if you can an hour for yourself before the whole world starts, that has been so crucial for me. Or even if you have to get to work really early, then having like some kind of nighttime routine or just really finding where in the day you can schedule in that self-care or that alone time the way you would a meeting with a coworker or something. And for me, it's the morning just because that's when I feel most connected to my intuition. I'm not exhausted from the whole day, but wherever you can spend time alone and when I say alone, I mean like not even on your devices, not mm-hmm. e- your phone's not even in the room. I think we spend so much time like scrolling on social media and then we're like, I have no time for this or that. But I think if you can spend one hour without your device in the morning, just one hour a day, within a month, you will notice so many changes within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can fit that time in. It's really just about scheduling it in and making it a priority for yourself. Absolutely. And I'm all about accountability. I talk about it a lot on the podcast. It's like you are ultimately entirely up to you. And I fully resonate with that and fully believe that. And it really is that simple as like taking an hour out of your day when you're not on your phone, you're not answering to anyone else. You can just actually sit with yourself and be with yourself. And a lot of times when anyone kind of embarks on this journey of like, stillness and getting still and maybe meditating or even journaling or just starting to tap into their inner world that can be really scary for a lot of people because a lot of us have spent a long time kind of repressing a lot of parts of ourselves as we start to do this inner work like a lot of stuff comes up and sometimes you realize you're like wait my entire life or like parts of my life aren't actually aligned with who I really am and that can be a really tough awakening. So I actually went through something similar with my first corporate job. I worked it for about 10 months and I, it was like my dream job when I first graduated college. Like I thought that was the job that I wanted. And it took me so long to admit to myself that I was miserable. And like, it was the same thing when I quit. I was like, I just know that like there's, this isn't aligned. Like there's, I'm supposed to be someone else. And I don't feel like myself because of this job. Like, were you unhappy in your corporate job? Were you kind of like not feeling like yourself or like, like, was it a really loud call or was it like quiet or like, tell me about how that experience felt. I think it is really scary. And I think 
with these distractions at our fingertips, it's so easy to repress things. And I think for me, it wasn't that I didn't like my job, but it was more like I wanted to make an impact. And I was like, if there's any time that I'm going to be able to make an impact, it's right now. And like that was just screaming at me. It was like, there's no other time in my life where I am able to be at home and to be able to build something so big for myself and set myself up for the future. And so I'm really grateful that that calling happened at the time that it did. And I think it was more just like this was screaming at me so much louder than showing up for this corporate job every day. And it's scary. Like you said, it's really scary, especially you're building a business and at the same time you're going through all these awakenings and you're realizing so many different things about yourself it's scary and it's definitely like the most challenging thing I've ever done but I'm so grateful for it because it really takes you on a journey that's so aligned with who you're meant to be yeah and I really feel like the challenges that we face in life are opportunities they say that all the time like whatever you're facing right now whatever you're going through right now is an opportunity to learn something it's an opportunity to connect more deeply to yourself and to pour more energy into yourself. I feel like when we are going through things that are challenging or maybe we're going through an awakening that isn't the most pleasant, like a spiritual awakening or like big life awakenings that we have usually come from like really low points. I think growth is something, self-growth especially, is something that's so challenging. And I think on social media, we see like the happiest sides of it, like When you're really going through that within, like, I know for myself, this is something I struggle with showing up and creating on social media is like, when I'm having really low mental health days, or I'm just like going through it, I need to be connecting with myself. And it's so hard to like, the last thing I want to do is put that on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, and social media really is a highlight reel. So when people see this self growth journey, a lot of times it can be really sugar coated on social media. And I think it's important for people to understand that like, These things take a lot of patience. They take a lot of time and it takes a lot of you being strong and continually showing up for yourself. I agree. I agree completely. So I want to talk about your relationship to social media too. Your business, you run an e-commerce business, a D2C business. Your business is completely online all day. So like, tell me how you're able to set boundaries and explain to me like your relationship with your social media. Okay. Yeah. I love this question because- This was a huge change along my wellness journey was really doing an audit of my social media, who I was following, what types of media I was consuming all day, every day, and how it was making me feel. Mm -hmm. I think social media can be a really positive and inspiring place, but you have to really be honest with yourself. Like if you're seeing someone's content every single day, that's going to shape like your actions, your thoughts, your emotions, and ultimately your reality. So if you're really honest and you follow people that make you feel something, whether it's they make you feel entertained or you really just have like a reason behind each person that you follow, Mm -hmm. that is super important. So doing an audit of what you're consuming and then setting those boundaries. So like I said, like the first hour to hour and a half, every single morning, I won't even check my phone. And I try to be super intentional with when I'm going on social media. Like if I'm searching for something specific, if I'm posting something or if I'm like checking in on my friends or whatever it is, I'm super intentional. And I think this is something that I've struggled with a lot in the past is just like mindlessly scrolling and telling myself like, oh, well, you're looking for a trending sound for your reel or something like that. And then you end up scrolling on TikTok for two hours. Mm -hmm. So I'm very particular, like even in my calendar, I'll time block and say like this 30 minutes is purely for research. So I will look at other accounts, but there's an intention behind it. So I think with social media, you have to be really intentional with what you're consuming, why you're consuming and when you're consuming and also set those boundaries and know that you are most important. So if you're showing up for your morning routine, you cannot have the phone in the room because it's just like, it's too easy to just pick it up and then ruin your entire morning, you know? Yeah. It's so distracting. And it it is hard for me too, because I'll be like working. I have my nine to five still. So like I'm working my corporate job during the day and like, I have to be intentional too about when I'm going on social media. And I'm really glad that 
Instagram, like you can schedule posts now. Even like I used to lose an entire day if I like posted on Instagram because the like dopamine and like checking your likes and like looking at your comments, like things like that. Like even when I post, like I have to like throw my phone across the room. Smart and hot is a little bit different just because I feel like that's like my my internet like safe corner. Like it's just me (laughs) and like Uh I feel like the people that follow me are so like, like this is like it's all positive and like the accounts that I follow are really positive. But I even noticed myself like on my personal account like when I post on there I don't know why but I literally have to like throw my phone across the room yeah it's triggering for sure yeah and like I'm definitely not perfect at it that's something that like it sounds so stupid but it's so hard it really is like I Mm -hmm. especially on my personal accounts like the people who are following you are people from your past and it's a lot of old energy and it's Mm -hmm. It like these things do have a lot of energy behind them. So it's just really about being intentional, being patient with yourself and understanding like you're not perfect, but have in the back of your mind, like, why am I doing this right now? Why am I scrolling? And like, what's the purpose and how is it making me feel? And that goes with like really any aspect of your life. It's like, just keep having those conversations with yourself, like check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Why are you doing this thing? Why are you making these choices? And how are they being reflected in your reality? And also like how is whatever I'm doing right now making me feel? Is this serving me or is this not Mm -hmm. serving me? I'm always asking myself that question. And usually if it's not like – if it's like a gray line or I'm not really sure, usually I'm like, okay, like it's obviously not serving me. I'm going to set a boundary. I'm going to put my phone away because I'm sure you can relate to this. But like when you get stuck in like a doom scroll when you're like on TikTok or like when you're on Instagram and you're like, oh, I'm looking for trending audio for reels or like I'm looking for inspiration for like content that I want to post and then you just get stuck on the app. I even notice like the days that I'm like working on my phone and like batching content and things like that, like I will get a headache. Like I can feel the energy draining out of my body just from being on devices all day long. So I think it's really – important for the audience to hear that and like be aware that like even when your work is on social media you see someone who has a business and has their own following and is posting wellness content and like it's all beautiful and bright and like curated like Instagram is for everyone I think it's really important that the audience is aware of the boundaries that do go behind that because it really isn't all like drinking smoothies and like right out in the sun like there is so much work that goes into that and your wellness is based off of also being able to get off your phone definitely and it's really interesting you said that thing about the headache because I have the same thing I get that headache too and there's this book I read called The Secret Language of the Body I'm not sure if you've heard of it but I haven't in that (laughs) in that book it says headaches are like one of the causes of headaches are self-invalidation and that was like a huge thing for me because I was like oh my god like a lot of these times when I'm scrolling what I'm doing subconsciously that I don't even realize is I'm comparing myself to others yeah naturally I'm comparing like oh they have more likes and then I'm focused on metrics and I'm focused on these different things about them versus me and that's really what self-invalidation is and so I just thought that was really interesting because I have that same thing with the headaches and it always I'm like okay this is not serving me if I feel a headache I'm like whoa I went way too far yeah I'm I am so glad that you told me about this book because I'm absolutely going to read it and I notice it when I'm on my phone and I also notice it when I'm around certain people like if I get a headache and like I'm I'm so sensitive to other people's energies and like you're very intuitive so I'm sure that you can like relate Mm -hmm. to this but like if I'm around someone who like either is just negative like a negative person in general or like doesn't make me feel good about myself like I feel not good around them then like I will get a headache after and I literally like need to like retreat and like yeah replenish my there you go that's why yeah now that we're kind of on the topic of mental health and social media and like taking care of your mental health I want you to talk about some of your experiences with mental health a lot of the work that you've done on yourself was inspired by your journey with mental health. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Mental health was definitely a huge challenge for me. And I think I struggled with it before I even knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And obviously mental health looks different for everyone. But for me, it was really, I would go through these like bouts of depression where I'd feel really good and then really bad. And I wouldn't understand why. And then 
obviously anxiety is something I've struggled with my entire life, but it started to get really bad in college and I started Mm -hmm. to get panic attacks. And it's a weird thing because you don't realize it, but it really does bleed into every aspect of your life. And it's a really big energy drainer, which is why I became so passionate about helping others who go through mental health and really like talking about strategies that worked for me because mental health is so different for every single person. So the more people that talk about it, the more these conversations are talked about, I think that's how we're really able to develop these self-care practices that allow us to show up with like an understanding of our mental health, Mm -hmm. but not have it completely shape us. So I think for me, it was definitely a, a long journey and I still struggle with mental health. I don't think it ever fully goes away, but I am really, I'm so grateful that I went through it because like you said, like what we were talking about before, like everything happens for a reason, I believe. And I think without these mental health challenges, I would have never shaped myself into the person I am today. I would have never done that inner work or like figured out any of these types of practices that allow me to be super intentional with who I want to show up as each day. Let's dig into some of what your practices are. So like I know you said you love to set your energy for the day in the morning. I'm the same way. I love a good morning routine. So tell the audience your morning routine. Okay. I'm so excited because I Love morning routines. I could talk (laughs) about them all day long. I think my morning routine really starts the night before, honestly, because I think without having a consistent sleep schedule or setting up the vibe for going to sleep, you're not going to get the sleep you need to wake up early and do the morning routine. And it's going to be so much easier to just sleep in. So Mm -hmm. for me, I won't go on my devices. I try for an hour every night, but sometimes it's like 30 minutes before bed so that I'm able to like let go of that day, wind down a little bit, do a little reading. And then I'll wake up. I wake up at five every single day, which I know is crazy, but (laughs) now I'm like used to it. So it's not Mm -hmm. as hard. Like the more consistent you are with it, the easier it gets. And then I usually do a 545 workout class. I just Mm -hmm. love like having others motivate me and really wake me up. And then by the time I leave, I'm super energized and ready for the day. Mm -hmm. So I'll do my workout and then I'll come back home and meditate. I try to do at least 20 minutes a day. I just find like some kind of meditation on YouTube usually. Um, I also love the Joe Dispenza morning meditation. I don't know if you've done that one. That one's a great one. I keep hearing about it. So I feel like I'm like getting these like- I'll send you the link to it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that one's a really good one. And then um, I'll go for a walk outside. I really like to get grounded in nature before the day starts. So I'll usually do a long walk and then I'll come back and read a little bit and then I'll use my Koshafit guided journal. So I'll do that for 20 minutes. So that has like all of the daily prompts for your emotions and everything. And then on the right side is like time blocking and productivity. So I can do like my to-do list, my priorities for the day, and then write out when I'm going to get everything done so that my whole day is set up and then I'm ready for the day. Oh God. I need <laughs> to get long, your but... planner. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I have to get it because I'm actually like I love like a daily planner that like has the whole, one day per page because I can't mm-hmm. like, you know, planners that have like the whole week on like two pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I need I yeah. need one day, one page. Mm-hmm. So I need to check yours out because I'm literally like I have a week left in my planner. So I need to get a new one. I'll have to get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that helps a lot with like – setting up my day with like some kind of structure. I think that's also important for mental health. Like, yes, it's like the emotional and mental health practices, but also if you're stressed out about the day and you just feel like there's so much on your mind, you're not going to be able to feel like present or focused on one task. Mm -hmm. So that's why I made the whole right side of the planner, like all about your time, what you're going to accomplish that day. And like your, so it has like your top three priorities, which is really helpful because then you can focus on like okay, I got those three things done. I feel successful for the day. It just Mm -hmm. helps with like feeling overwhelmed. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually have been talking about this on the podcast recently, like setting yourself up for success, like planning ahead. For me, I am, it's so easy for me to get overwhelmed, especially because I like literally work three jobs right now. So like if I don't plan ahead and it's not written out for me, then like, I feel like I can't get anything done. It's actually like paralyzing for me. And then I'm just like overwhelmed. So I'm big on time batching too. I love that you talked about this. Like 
talk about some of your like productivity hacks because time batching is a huge one for me. So if you have anything else that you want to like share or maybe tell the audience a little bit more about what time blocking is because someone might yeah, not be aware. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So time blocking. So for me, I'm like super specific with the time blocking. So like we were talking about before with social media, it's like I try to do every 30 minutes. And even if I don't get something done in that 30 minutes, like I have the whole day structured. So I don't end up spending too much time on one task. And I Mm -hmm. know exactly where my time's going, especially Mm -hmm. with owning a business and being in the creation side of everything. You have to time block. So that's super helpful. First, I make a huge to-do list. And then Mm -hmm. from there, I put what I have to get done in the little time block. So that's super helpful. And then also with like content, I try to batch like Tuesday, I'll do all the filming and then Wednesday I'll send to my editor or whatever I'm doing that day. So I have like certain days that are focused on something. So if I know I'm going to do my makeup, then I'm going to film and do things where I need to be on video. But then Mm -hmm. the next day I'll be in my pajamas working all day, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I try to mix it up and also focus each day on different types of tasks. I think that just makes me more productive overall. Yeah. What about you with the three jobs? I need some productivity tips from you. (laughs) I mean, it's literally, I do the same thing. I do what I can right now. So like I kind of got into a flow. So when I first started like posting content on Smart and Hot back in October and I was like doing the podcast, like some mistakes that I made right in the beginning were like trying to do everything the week of and like not having things planned ahead or like trying to like plan out like plan out what a post would be on the day that I would be posting it, which actually is like the worst idea ever because you don't know what the rest of the day is going to be doing. Like it's really hard to kind of tap into your creativity when like you don't, you're not like already mentally prepared for it. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying about like setting yourself up for success. So like I do the same thing where like every Sunday I sit down and I batch all of my posts for the week. And then I'll like spend one day that I schedule per month that I'm going to like plan out all of like my Sunday journal prompts or like whatever new content that I want to post. Like I plan it all out on one day and then I just prep it. And then every Sunday I like batch all of the posts, put them in my drafts and then schedule them when I can. But like Mondays I try to like rest. I try to give myself a little bit of time just so like creative ideas can come through. Like I usually will give myself like a week or two for like podcast ideas to come to me because like they just come to me in the most random times. Like it's usually when I'm like out and about or I'm like doing something and I'll just like get an idea and I'm like, okay, just put it in my notes app. Like we'll work on that. We'll expand that idea later. But I have to give myself some room for like creativity to come through. And then like Tuesdays are like big editing days. So like I work all day long and then Tuesdays during the night, I'll like edit the podcast for like whatever episode that I'm editing that weekend. Now I'm like, I have everything done in advance, which is really good. Um, But I will like edit a podcast. I'll edit my vlogs and then I'll just leave it. And then the next day I'll like work on like the descriptions. I'll work on the art, but it's a lot. But I also, now that I am in a, a flow and a routine with it, I just feel like I'm more mentally prepared for it and it's Mm -hmm. easier for me to kind of tap into the flow because I'm just like in the habit of it, which I think is really important if you are either starting a business or you like have something that you're working on on the side, like you do have to get into a routine and take baby steps every day. So it's not always five to nine. Like I don't always have the energy to give four hours of my energy into like building smart and hot, but I do something every single day. And I'm so excited to get your planner. One thing that I do in my planner every single day is I have like, I just write smart and hot, like in the planner just so it's like literally planted in my subconscious mind Mm -hmm. and it's like always on my mind because it is something that I'm like, I can't forget about it because there are so many things that like go on in my life besides it that like it has to stay as a priority. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I feel like also when you're stressed out, like if you're super passionate about something, your intuition is going to flow through you and you're going to get so many ideas and your creativity is going to be screaming at you. But if you're stressed out and you don't have any kind of structures or systems in place, the stress is going to completely take over your mind and is going to take away so much from like your creativity. Like what you were talking about with like trying to plan one post for that Mm -hmm. day. It's like, it's filled with so much stress energy. And I think like everything has an energy behind it. And when there's stress there, people can sense that. And I think you're not going to show up 
in the way that you want to because the stress is just weighing so heavily on you. And same thing with my mental health. Like I had to take like almost two months off from the podcast and like posting on social media in general because I was really depressed this winter and like I didn't even realize how like painful it was until I started feeling better and I like got on medication for it and I like to be open about that because I didn't even realize that like that was what was wrong with me. I was just like, why am I so sad? And like I've been like deeply depressed before, like when I was like in high school or like early when I was in college and like because it wasn't I wasn't as low as I was at that point, I didn't really feel like there like I could be depressed because to me depression was just like the the depths of like being really, really low. But I had to take a step back because I just noticed myself when I was like posting or like just trying to like get a podcast up for the sake of getting a podcast up. And I was like, I can't, the energy that I'm putting into this is like not as full or like as authentic as I want it to be. And I feel like people can pick up on that. People can pick up on authenticity. People can pick up on your passion. And I feel like you have to, again, set yourself up taking care of your own energy so that can shine through in all of your work. Definitely. Yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying about how like your mental health will bleed onto every aspect of your life. Like if you distract yourself, it's going to just keep coming up and you're never going to be able to show up in the ways that you want to because the mental health is going to take over unless Mm. you build out those practices and deepen that relationship with yourself or even just build that relationship with yourself. If you don't have that, then the mental health is going to take over 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. And it's weird because like in college and like what you were talking about in high school, it's like, Mental health is a really weird thing because it's not talked about and you're constantly around so many people that are just that distraction for you. And I know for me, that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't even understand what mental health was at the time that I was struggling with it until it really forced me. Like, it was screaming in my face that I needed to do something about it. But like, when you're in high school and college, it's just, it's so weird. It's so like suppressed from all your external things. Like, you're like, well, I'm feeling really depressed right now, but I have chapter and five classes due and an interview for my summer internship and two events coming up next week and this boy wants to take me on a date like there's five million things going on and you don't Mm -hmm. have that time with yourself so it's weird when you transition into the real world or like you graduate college and you're like oh my god I have to deal with this you know Mm -hmm. like it's screaming in my face and there's nothing to distract me yeah Yeah, exactly. And I think in college too, like especially we went to FSU and FSU is such like a intense environment. (laughs) It is, yeah. The environment, like even drinking so often or like going out when we were like younger in college and we were like going out all the time. It's like that wasn't good for us either. Like drinking was like – alcohol is a depressant. Like it's not good for sure for your brain chemistry. But I feel like in college like nobody's talking about how we feel or like how drinking makes us feel or like how any of these like things that we're doing actually affect us. But we just like are on autopilot, like just doing all the things. And we have roommates. Yeah. So -hmm. like there's no time that you have for yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why my mental health got to the place that it did because like obviously college is so fun and it's like there's you're meeting so many people, you're doing so many things that you've never done before and you're just like like filled with constant interaction. But for me, that was like, oh my God, I need to sit with myself and understand who I am. Like I don't even know who I am at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Are you an introvert? Oh yeah. Big time. Are you? Yes. Yes. And like I even noticed like after I'm around people for like an extended amount of time, like it doesn't matter who it is. I just literally like uh, it's the same thing where I like get a headache and I'm just like I just need to like be Me alone too. and like yeah. not talk to anyone like I just need to like kind of like go and do my routine like by myself like I really have no issue being alone I like to be alone and honestly a lot of things I prefer to do by myself but I feel like especially in college or like if you have roommates or like you have friends that like require a lot of energy, it is hard to sometimes find that time for yourself. And it's not always a bad thing because you might be surrounded by people that you absolutely love. But I've noticed with myself that in the past couple of years, I've had to know when to set boundaries and know when to spend that time with myself. And I think it's really important 
to have that mindfulness practice because that makes you more aware of your own energy. You become more in tune with yourself and also more in tune with your own needs. A lot of what we're talking about, like the basis of it is like being able to listen to your inner voice and your inner voice is going to tell you what your body needs. It's going to tell you like what your soul needs and it's also going to tell you like little cues where you're like, okay, this person might not be good for me. This situation that I'm in might not be good for me. And I feel like so much of both of our journeys has been learning to listen to that inner voice. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. It's really just like setting those boundaries for yourself. And that I think that's why my morning routine helps me so much is like, yes, it's long, but also without it, I would not be able to show up for others in the way that I do. Showing up on social media in my community or around family and friends, it's constantly checking in with myself, deepening that relationship with myself. So I know like, is my intuition saying, yes, you need to go to this event? Or is it just, am I going because I feel like I should, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I really draw the line. And I'm like, I have to put myself first. And of course, like if someone's having an event, I'm going to go support them, whatever it is. But like, it's really building that awareness with yourself and knowing like, okay, if I'm going out, tomorrow night for this person's birthday or something, I'm going to spend the day alone connecting with myself, recharging, resting, and setting myself up for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about your relationship because you have been with your boyfriend for how many years now? Like five or six? Almost six. Isn't that insane? Yeah. (laughs) But it's That's insane, but it's also like the reason I'm bringing it up is because you guys have such a healthy relationship and it's rare to see healthy, like long-term relationships, especially at our age. And I'm not obviously connected to both of you directly, but like I look at your relationship and I'm like, I'm inspired by that because it's a good example of like what relationships would look, should look like. And I want you to talk about that. Like how do you keep a relationship strong for that amount of time? And like, I know both of you have probably changed so much in the time that you've been together. So like, Just tell me about how you guys are making it work and and what that means. Yes, I love talking about this, especially with you, because you've known me through all of it, which is crazy. But I met Joey when I was 17, which when I look back on my 17-year-old self, I'm a totally different person. And I think that is what has kept Joey and I so strong is like, we're both on our own self-growth journeys, but we both have these open communications with each other. We're both figuring out how we can best support each other and we're both growing together. And I think all of that really stems from having this solid foundation and constantly checking in on each other, having open communication and really just prioritizing fun too. Like we always prioritize date nights together or just finding new activities in South Florida or traveling together, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Like we really prioritize that time together. And when we're with each other, we're super present. Like we're not just sitting next to each other on our phones. We try to be really intentional about that too. And I think it also really stems from your own inner world. Like if you're happy within, then every aspect of your life is going to be so much better, especially your relationship. That's the person you spend the most time with. So it really all comes back to doing your own inner work and your partner doing that work too. Yeah. No, absolutely. And like, oh my gosh, this just hits because I feel like I even have been in a lot of like toxic like situationships and things like that. And like I know now because I have spent a lot of time alone, especially over the past year. Now I know exactly what I want and exactly what I need. And I just want everyone who's listening to like embrace this and like understand that like this type of love is like possible, but it requires you to like be doing inner work on yourself and be constantly checking in with yourself and also spending time alone until you find a partner who can meet you at that level because it's so important that like like you can be doing all the inner work on yourself but if your partner or the the relationship that you're choosing and that person isn't doing that work you can't expect them to show up for you in the same way if they can't show up for themselves in the same way and I feel like a lot of young women our age and like I know women that are listening we've been through like some like very terrible men but it's also up to us to like not accept them and like we also have to have examples of like what's possible for us because I've 
I took that time to be like, okay, I see, for example, your relationship. That's a very healthy relationship. I have a lot of friends who are in like very healthy relationships. I'm like, I see that this is possible. I'm going to wait. I'm going to take care of me. And then when the universe gives me like the right person, like that's when I know I'll be ready. Having an understanding of what a healthy relationship looks like and how it can really benefit you. Like having a partner who shows up for themselves and who inspires you to be better will make a huge, huge difference in your life. But having a partner who you feel like is literally draining your energy is going to take so much away from you and you can like it's possible to lose yourself in that process so I think it's really important to like know what the basis of a healthy long-term relationship is and I love that like you mentioned that you guys are like always like trying new things and like prioritizing fun and also checking in with each other because that is so important definitely and it's it's really about like building that safe place for communication I saw this one video that always resonates with me I always think about it and it's like This also applies to friendships, but so you imagine there's two people, right? So let's say it's me and Joey and there's a glass window between us. Mm -hmm. It's like if one thing happens that bothers me that he does and I don't say anything or like I don't feel like it's the safest place to have a conversation. So I just kind of brush it under the rug. Then there will be a spot on the window. And the more Mm -hmm. of those that keep adding up, you can barely even see the person for who they truly are because it's so there's so much between you guys. Mm -hmm. But if you constantly have those conversations when it bothers you rather than allowing it to get built up on this window, then you're able to keep this clean slate with each other and constantly be checking in on each other where it's safe to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And I love I love that because it's the same thing that goes with yourself. Like if you don't confront the issues in your own life, they start to just like totally. you can imagine. That yeah, think of it as a mirror. mirror. Yeah. Yep. And all of our relationships are mirrors too. Like the people in our yeah. life that we surround ourselves with bring out different sides of ourselves. Like you want to be in a relationship with someone who brings out the best in you and like who you can see yourself through and like you can reflect like the best parts of you through them. And like when, but it's the same thing. It's like if you're looking in a mirror and you are ignoring the different issues that are coming up in your life or you're pushing things down or you're ignoring your inner voice, like I think your life can either go two ways when you start ignoring that inner voice. It's like you either completely fog up the mirror or whatever and you can't see yourself anymore and then you just live the rest of your life completely like not in tune with yourself and not truly happy like numb to life's experiences almost or you get to a point where like it's screaming at you and then you have to like really wake up and make a big change but I think that like the earlier and the younger too that we are that we start to listen to our inner voice like the more we can start to like really tap into our true selves totally and I love how you flipped it with the mirror too because that's something that I've thought about so much is like your life really is a mirror and you have to be super honest with yourself and be authentic with yourself. And that's why I always say like, keep having those conversations with yourself because you, your intuition knows what's best for you. Your emotions are your guidance system. Mm -hmm. And I think if you continue to tap into that, that's when you're able to understand like, okay, this is the root of my mental health. This is what's bothering me right now. This is something that happened years ago that's continuously being reflected to me now because Mm -hmm. there's a lesson I need to learn. And I think it all really comes back to, like you said, that inner voice, really just having those conversations with yourself. And that also is what is ultimately going to dictate whether or not your relationship with others is healthy because it's the same conversations that I have with myself that I have with Joey. Like, is this serving us? Is this Mm -hmm. serving me in this moment? And it all comes back to those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we can leave the audience with learning to start having conversations with yourself and start having conversations with your inner voice and also trust it. Like, you have to trust your intuition because your intuition is going to guide you, especially when you don't know the path forward. I make decisions strictly based off of like intuition sometimes. Like I will literally ask myself a question and I'll sit there and I will like listen to the response that my body gives. Like it's either like kind of like a leaning forward. It's like an excitement. It's like a yes. Or if it feels like a tightness or like contracted, it's like it's a no. And sometimes it's like, when you don't have a path in front of you or you don't have an example to go off of, then 
it comes down to like your intuition and like listening to that voice, especially if you're like making huge changes in your life and you don't really know where to go. Like you have to also trust yourself. Like you have to learn to talk to yourself, to be in tune with yourself, but you also have to learn to trust it because your inner voice sometimes is going to tell you to do different things than like your mind and your ego wants to do too and other people. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because like with my business, like this this concept can be applied to any aspect of your life, especially business. And I think mm-hmm. like one of the biggest questions I get asked is like, oh, how did you start? Or like what advice would you have for someone starting a business? And it's like if every time someone told me what I should be doing for my business, if I listened to that every time, I know for a fact I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. And every step along the way, like I will take advice from people but I would never apply it unless it feels super aligned to me. And it's always having those conversations with my intuition. Like if I tell someone I own a business, a lot of times the first thing they say is like, oh, you should do this. And like, mm-hmm. it's good to get that advice, but you, it ultimately comes down to this is your own journey. This is your own calling. Like I started KoshaFit because it was screaming at me. It's my calling. It's my journey. It's my path. So ultimately, like, of course, people will help me and support me along the way, but it all comes back to what my journey is telling me is the right next move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that was what I was going to ask you next. So I love that you said that. I was going to say, like, (laughs) what Uh advice would you give to someone who wants to start a business or feels like they have a calling and is not sure how to answer it? I think that that's a really important thing is to be able to just like listen to yourself. People are always going to have opinions. Yeah. People are always going to have opinions and want, maybe they think that they're, you know, being helpful, but ultimately like your path in your journey is up to you and what you're like. For sure. Yeah. And I think another piece of advice I would give is take messy action and take it from the start. Like if Mm -hmm. I knew how to do anything regarding my business if I waited until I knew all that before I started I would be nowhere I didn't yeah. know I didn't know a thing about activewear fashion mm-hmm. like you know what I mean there's so many different aspects of it and I could not have possibly gotten to where I am today without taking the scary action and taking the small steps and in the beginning I didn't have this like massive plot lined out for me of exactly where I was going to be and exactly what I was going to do it's really just the small steps like you were talking about with your podcast. You take these – you do one thing every single day at least for mm-hmm. this thing that you're so passionate about and that's exactly what I do too. It's just small steps that take me to where I want to be. So it's not – and it goes along with like if you're just starting your wellness journey too. It's like you're not trying to change every single aspect of your life at once. Mm-hmm. You're just slowly expanding your comfort zone each and every day and then you look back. Like I look back on these past almost three years and I'm like, oh my God, like look at how far I've come. But in the beginning, it wasn't like, boom, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Here I go. It's like, no, I have no idea what I'm doing and I still don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just taking each day as it comes and going with what feels right in each moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. I like have chills because (laughs) it's so true. Like I think a lot of like content too that we see and like thought leaders try to give like these like five-step processes to like how to make your dreams come true when in reality it's imperfect and consistent action like definitely you have to be okay with like not being the best at everything right in the beginning and like I even like right now I'm like sitting in my room and I'm like literally sitting on a bar stool in my room that I dragged into my room because I don't and I have a ring light on because I don't have natural light in my apartment and it's like you just have to make it work sometimes like when you have a call and you feel that like you have to just figure it out and I think that being able to one be okay with not knowing everything right away and two being able like to trust yourself to just be like, okay, like maybe I don't know what I'm doing right now, but like I, I'll learn and trusting your ability to learn and make mistakes and allow those mistakes to teach you something. I think that that is actually what is going to push you forward and help you to grow exponentially more than like trying to have a perfect plan put in place. And that was another thing that I was actually going to ask you that I forgot to was like, did you have a business plan? Like, what was your journey? Like, did you like create a whole thing? Yeah, I did. But I look back on it and I laugh at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like you think you think you know everything 
and then you don't at all and that's okay and that's Mm -hmm. how it's supposed to go and like like you said with content it's like when we see someone who we're like oh I want to be like that we like our brain is like how can I change every single part of my life to be that person but like everyone is on a unique journey and like Mm -hmm. there's so much advice that you can get from different people but ultimately your own success is going to be something that is completely your own. Yes. And I just think like something that we both embody that's really helped us along the way is like always being okay with the unknown and stepping out of our comfort zones. Like we both came to school at FSU, didn't know anyone. And we were both from the North. Like I'm from New Jersey, you're from New York. And like we both just showed up to college, didn't know anyone. We were Mm -hmm. like, well, we'll just see how this goes. Joined a sorority, didn't know anyone in the sorority. And like when I look back on my life, Every time that I've done something where I feel accomplished or I feel proud of myself, it's always when I've just expanded my comfort zone and not known what's on the other side, but I've done it anyways. Even if it's messy, even if I don't know what's going to come out of it, it's really just taking those steps and then seeing what the universe reveals to you. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yes. I like literally have chills. I love this so much. I I say that that's like the best way to build confidence is to do the thing that scares you and just like do it, like feel the fear, do it anyway, and then do it over and over and over again. Because the more that you can get uncomfortable, push yourself and put yourself in new unknown situations whether it's like as small as like going to a new class or like trying a new thing or as much as like moving across the country for college or for a new job or moving to a new city where you don't know anyone like the more that you can practice getting uncomfortable one the more confident you're going to be in yourself the more your awareness and like your mindset is going to expand your perspective on life and then you start to get addicted to it like I will like yeah I get like little urges I'm like okay it's time to grow again like what do I need to do I need to try something new I need to go get uncomfortable in like a new way and it always pushes me it always makes me uncomfortable like when I go to a dance class or something and I don't know what I'm doing like I get frustrated It's not that we don't feel anxious. It's not that we don't feel frustrated when we're learning something new, but it's being able to be okay with that. And I think building that self-awareness helps so much too, like building that relationship with yourself. Because when I show up to these situations that are scary or that feel so uncomfortable, I'm showing up in a grounded way within myself. Mm -hmm. Like I know that I'm home within myself and that helps me showing up to these places because like no matter what happens, I know that I have myself and I know that I have that relationship with myself so I think that's also huge because going through these things like you're picking up wisdom along the way and you're learning these lessons and stuff but at the end of the day you only have you you know Mm -hmm. exactly and you you always have you to come back to yeah no matter what makes you uncomfortable or you get frustrated or something like you have a bad day but like you can come you're you're still here like you come back and you're like it's okay like we try again you just keep going you keep learning and you keep showing up and a lot of things the idea of them is a lot more scary than just going and doing it you know Mm -hmm. like once you're in it you're like oh it's like the same thing with like going into a dance class that's a perfect example like if I go to a brand new workout class it's like so scary I'm like oh no I don't know anyone I don't know if I'm gonna know what I'm doing and then once you're there you're like no one's paying attention to me I'm just doing my thing and that's that but the build-up and like the like being stressed out in the car on the way there and all that it's like all of that is just the lead up to actually doing it yep oh my gosh yes and that's Yeah, we're talking about like a workout class or a dance class, but that's also like anything that we do in our businesses. For sure, yeah. You're like one of the first – so I had Danny on my podcast. I'm starting to have guests, so you're like one of the first guests. So this is one of my first episodes that I'm like recording and I have like set talking points. And I'm like obviously I'm nervous, but because I've practiced like getting nervous and like just doing the thing anyway, like now it's like – I'm just going to show up and I just trust myself that it's going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. So it is possible to like build that confidence over time and like you slowly become more okay with just like, okay, this is the first time I'm doing something like, okay, let's go. Let's see what happens. And it's really switching like your mindset from being nervous to being excited. That's what I try to do. Mm -hmm. It's like being nervous and feeling excited are very similar emotions. So if you can get yourself to feel excited about something, it just makes it a lot easier. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know when I like wake up and I'm like trying to like 
Like I like lay in bed for like 10 minutes before I like actually get up. First thing in the morning, my mind can be a million different places. If I know I I have a really like busy day or a crazy day, like it's easy to wake up and be like, like I have so much to do today. But then I wake up and I'm like, no, I am so excited. I am filling my day and my time with things that I'm passionate about and things that I'm excited about. So I try to tap into that more. Jordan, I feel like this is a perfect place to end off the episode. I feel like we just really got into some juicy tea for all of the audience. I feel like there's going to be so many good takeaways for everyone who's listening. So before we close out the episode, plug your business, plug all of your socials. Where can everyone find you? Yes, I totally agree. And I feel like we always we have such aligned conversations and we're always just on the same wavelength, we have so much in common. So I'm so grateful to be able to talk to you, especially about this stuff as we continue to grow together. My Instagram is my name at Jordan Artman and my business KoshaFit is at KoshaFit and KoshaFit.com. Love it. Yes. I'll make sure everything's linked in the description so everyone can go follow you. Everyone can go find you. And you guys actually need to go buy everything from Kosha. It is the softest, like most comfy activewear. Like I love it for yoga. I still have the purple set you sent me like two years ago. Like it's so good. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. And I can't wait to get your planner. I'm really excited about that because I like have been needing a new one and I need one that has like the journal thing in it too. So I'm really excited. But again, thank you so much for coming on. It really means the world to me. I can't wait for everyone to hear this conversation because truly like for being as young as you are and like having accomplished as much as you have, like you are so inspiring. And I feel like there's just so much that all of the listeners can learn from you. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Smart and Hot podcast. As always, if you aren't already, please make sure you are following the podcast. Please make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Go follow along on Instagram. My username is at I am smart and hot. That's I am smart and hot. You can use that as an affirmation. Otherwise, I am sending you so much love and light and I will talk to you guys next week. Love you.